0: Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt podcast and your week in IndyCar guest episode. Who do we have? A fine son of Canada, a byproduct of the beautiful water, air, dirt, and just magic in the air of T-R-O-N-N-O, as we were just discussing. Toronto, our man Dalton Kellett. Dalton, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. And I am coming to you from my hometown of Toronto here for a little media day, pre Honda Indy. So looking forward to being back here in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So happy to have that race back. I don't remember my first don't know, what year was it? I don't know. Eighty no, ninety, early nineties, something like that. Um with Indy lights. So yeah, been going there forever. Love it. One of my dearest, oldest friends. Michael Cannon, uh, from the same area, spent countless years working with him out here in the Bay Area, and uh, he always referred to Toronto as uh, uh, clean San Francisco, so a very diverse area, lots of great people, food, culture, music, you name it, but just much cleaner, so uh, (laughs) good on you.
1: But the weather's not as good, right? Well, I guess the Bay Area gets foggy, but
0: yeah yeah i mean look uh, we we pay we certainly pay for the quality of of uh the the conditions that we live in here but uh who's complaining let's say a very quick thank you as always to cooper tires who've supported us dalton since second year of the podcast so i think five years now uh, our dear friends of the justice brothers and then also torontomotorsports.com manufacturers of fine motor racing memorabilia hats t-shirts uh, all kinds of fun stuff that we do with good old Derek koska there at torontomotorsports.com so dalton normally put out a call get some listener and, and fan q a going and a little bit of short time short opportunity for us to record this heading out on vacation here shortly so figured why don't you and i just have a chat about life the universe and everything, and I figure I'd love to start about where you are at mentally and goal-wise in your IndyCar career. We're reaching the halfway point of the season, going to cross over, I guess technically halfway through Sunday's race at Mid-Ohio. This has not been an easy year for you, results-wise at least, in the races. This has not been an easy year for you, but if we look at your pace, and I did spend some time going back, going through, where was Dalton in qualifying at St. Pete last year versus this year? Where was he here uh, now at this, whichever event versus the year before? There's definite gains that can be found, but the results haven't necessarily been waiting for you uh, at the checkered flag for the majority of the season. Talk about that. Talk about where your head's at. And how you, I would have to imagine, keep yourself steeled in in a positive place.
1: Yeah, it's a good, it's a great question. I think, you know, if you want to be a professional athlete or a you know top level performer in any field, really, I think one of the most important qualities is a certain amount of grit, right, and toughness, and kind of ability to keep going back when things might not be going as expected. Very few of us go through our careers with, you know, the kind of storied progression of someone like a Kyle Kirkwood, right? That has, you know, consistent success kind of week in and week out. And even for Kyle, there's, you know, gonna be moments where it's where it's tough and you 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 have to dig deep. So I think from from that perspective, my kind of mental uh, state right now is 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 really just focusing on really what I can do and what I can control to be better. I think, yes, the results haven't been what we would have liked. And to your point, you know, they haven't been waiting for us. And, and, and this series, you know, doesn't really owe you anything, right? You, you have to go out and fight for the, 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 the results that you want. And I think from my perspective, I am happy with sort of where I am versus last year and definitely versus 2020. So I feel like, yes, that, that has been a good progression. Um, but I'd like to see that, you know, the consistency and kind of finishing off the races a little bit better. Um, As far as my goals, I, I would really like, you know, a big goal this year would be to try to break into that second group in, in qualifying. And we've been, you know, we were obviously really close at, at St. Pete and I think there's, there's potential there. It just kind of have to hit the nail on the head and do, you know, not everything perfectly. Cause that's, you know, it's, that's also a recipe for a a bad mental approach, trying to be too, too, too perfectionist. Right. But consistently do things better. And that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I I feel like I've this year maybe had a bit of a shift from like trying to focus too much on the, on the results. And like, even just in the car, you know, like not thinking about the lap time as maybe being the carrot as much as like, Hey, maybe try to have your perspective be like, the doing the craft well and that feeling is Mm. the reward that you're going for, not like chasing a lap time. And and I actually think that's been a healthy shift for me. I think that's really helped me not get ahead of myself. I think in the past I've maybe maybe been on a good lap and known that and then made a mistake. Whereas now I'm just trying to be really more in the moment and corner by corner and just trying to enjoy that. So that's, that's sort of my, my overall approach and kind of a, a rambling way. Like I said, I would like things to, you know, obviously finish better at the end of the day. And that's what we're working towards.
0: Going to wander around here to a variety of things, Dalton. So this has been a year of high potential for the AJ Foyt racing team. Potential being a very different creature than execution and this is by no means meant to be a, a, a negative or, or picking away at the team, but whether it's been your entry, Kyle Kirkwood's number 14 car, Tatiana Calderon's number 11 car, there's been a lot of potential shown. The team has taken a shift upwards in competitiveness. Been a decent number of growing pains as well, whether it's bodywork coming loose or, this bolt not being put in this place, or this thing coming loose a little bit, does that affect you? Do you do those things resonate with you? That oh boy, we're, we're still growing, right? Potential's higher, but we're still going through some growing pains as the uh, the proverbial nut behind the wheel. Do those? <laughs> Be the, do the other nuts and bolts around you, do any of the, like I said, some of the kind of finger troubles that have been had, any of that, do you allow that to creep in, or are you the one patting the team on the back saying, hey, uh, don't worry about it, uh, we'll do better next time? Curious how that resonates with you, because I know for some drivers it can shake you a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've, we've definitely had our our share of unforced DNS that we don't, you know, that really frankly, at a, with a car that's, that's this mature, shouldn't be acceptable. And, 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 and aren't, um, and we all know that, right. And it is, it is a team sport and a team activity at the end of the day. So I think still the, you know, um, the internal kind of atmosphere is that we're all trying to get better and work harder, uh, from my perspective. Yeah. Like there's, it, 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 it obviously in the moment when something goes wrong, you're frustrated, right? Like St. Pete was, we were on track for, for a good finish and had a gearbox issue that took us out of the race. And, you know, like stuff like that, it's, it's hard not to get mad, but I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not the type to come back and like be screaming at people and, and freaking out. I don't think that's very productive. Um, I, I prefer to, you know, as a team dig into that stuff and, and just see, okay, what is the root cause and let's try to create some procedures that that prevent that from happening again. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm at. I, I try to always be a kind of a positive and you know beneficial kind of member of of that team. Um, one of the difficulties that I think we have, and you know we've seen across the IndyCar paddock, is that people are hard to find. You know, we're kind of facing a staffing shortage, like most of the world is. And when you, when, when you're already a smaller team and you're a bit maybe understaffed and it just makes it easy, even, even though you can identify, okay, this is what, 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 went wrong at St. Pete or somewhere else. We've corrected that, you know, we're, we're, we're sure that's not going to happen again. It's, it's the game of you're kind of chasing that consistently. And, and I think part of that is really just trying to find you know, the the right mix of how many people you have and the talent within the, within the team. And, and, and that's something that, you know, is moral areas department and is, is definitely being worked on, but it's just, it's not easy to find people. Let's
0: talk about the competitive side of things for you and your growth and maturation there, Dalton. So you spent a good old amount of time training, learning and such on the road to Indy, uh, coming out of the road to Indy had multiple years of Indy lights, uh, pro Mazda before that USF 2000 before that, uh, when I first met you, I think it might've been pro Mazda ish end of your pro Mazda era beginning uh, of lights and such. You're someone who's fully invested in trying to make yourself better and better and better. Where do you see yourself on this journey? I know if we look at the results, folks might say, well, you yeah, know, we're getting the most out of, uh, out of this guy's talent that can be gotten. I wouldn't agree with that, but I also don't know how much higher you think your ceiling is for growth in potential and not just lap time, outright lap time and qualifying, but also say race pace. Right, it's great to put mm-hmm. in a couple of quick laps during a stint. Can you do that for fifty-five laps, seventy, whatever the number sure. is, and have an even better average? I know you don't want to be ranked whatever you are, twenty-seventh in the championship right now. Where do you see that ceiling for you moving forward, Dalton?
1: That's a hard question to answer. I mean, I think the you know there's the there certainly is something to be said about you know, that I'm working toward you know, like trying to figure out the, what, how do I want to word this? I'd say I'm trying to figure out in the car, you know, what is the, the optimum sort of thing to me, for me to be thinking about as far as the technique and what do I need to be keen off? Um, I think as I'm working through that process, I am making gains, but yeah, there's, there's, there's a, a, a deficit there that I'd like to overcome. I don't really know where, where the ceiling is at, uh, I, I, I kind of prefer to look at it as taking kind of re- realistic chunks at a time. But then, you know, you look at a, a weekend like St. Pete where you really hit the nail on the head and you can do quite well. So I think, you know, I'm still working through that process and would like to see, you know, if, if I can break into that kind of 15th and around there zone as a, you know, a mid midterm goal kind of a first step that would be something that I would be satisfied with, but it's like, like I said before, I'm I'm trying to kind of shift the perspective to more about, to, to more, just focusing more on just doing it kind of well and going corner by corner. So try not to get too wrapped up in results either, you know? If yeah. That makes yeah. Sense.
0: No, it does. The thing that I, I should say the thing. There's more than one thing that I appreciate about you, Dalton. We'll get to some of those items here in a moment. But of the things that I appreciate about you, it is the constant hunger to improve. And if we relate this to other drivers that you compete against in IndyCar, you can point to the best of his generation, Scott Dixon. Six-time champion, Indy 500 winner, 20-plus years of Chip Ganassi racing, you might wonder if he's running out of steam, right? 41 years old, six in the championship. Hey, you know, is, is he on a decline? Guess what this guy does? Wakes up early every day, wears himself out in the gym, looking through yeah. data, meeting with his engineers, looking for any little thing as a guy who's been doing this and has been at the peak forever. There's no resting on laurels. This is a guy who wakes up every day saying, damn it got to find a little something else to be better Uh, but I've been doing that for 20 years I've probably found just about all of it but I can't stop because if I do I am going to go backwards so even the best and name all the other drivers at the front of the championship they're of that same mindset can you share with folks Dalton that even for you who are still pretty early in your IndyCar career right it's not like you have three, five full-time seasons behind you. This is Mm -hmm. a quest for you. uh, That's no different from a Dixon or anyone else trying to find those gains with your right foot, with your, uh, with your mind, with your hands. Tell folks about that quest because it is a bit of a burning thing no matter where you are on the grid, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, and it's what drives us, right? That's what keeps us coming back. You know, I don't, as much as you know and i love indy cars you know the the fan side of it and interacting with people and and getting to meet new people and that's an amazing part of all this but like at the end of the day i only do this because i like doing it and want to be better at this and all the other stuff is kind of secondary it's an important secondary but the main driver really is working and perfecting Craft and to kind of riff on what you're talking about with Scott about the the work ethic and you know with Scott I I we we both train at Pittsett Pit and I see him in the gym pretty much weekly and to anyone if if anyone thinks Scott Dixon's slowing down they are sorely mistaken that guy is insanely fit and insanely driven and you just have to be that way and and being around those guys has been a great uh, example for me and something that I've tried to you know tried to add. Into my life and my training, and, and I think in the past when I was maybe a bit younger, well, I obviously was younger in the past. That's an obvious statement, but maybe a, a bit less mature or developed as a driver. Uh, and especially when around when I was going through school and engineering, I think I tried to overcomplicate things too much in, in that time, and maybe didn't didn't have the technique or the focus on the right things to be like really getting in into the weeds and making that effective. And then, so I think that made me overthink things and wasn't helpful. So I backed off of a bit of the, the engineering side of it, right? Like trying to, trying to think through the data and like get really in into that. Cause I felt like I was, it, it wasn't productive and, and I needed to go through a period where I focused on being a driver first and then engineer second. And I think now as I've gotten older, and I've cemented some of the technique stuff that I might have been missing, I'm kind of back at the point where I'm realizing, okay, to make these games, now it, now it is the little things. And, and, and this season especially, I've really gotten back to doing a lot more, like, prep, not more prep work, but more more focused prep work on the really small, specific things. Um, and, and I think that's been been a big benefit this year.
0: Let's totally shift gears here. Go to outer space and then we'll come back. All right. I appreciate the passion that has come your way on social media. There are more folks who follow you or interact with you, know that they can engage with you on seemingly any topic than a number of your rivals and your willingness to be available to engage. I appreciate that, Dalton, because that is not something that every driver is really fired up to do. Saw you catching hell here a couple of days ago um with Supreme Court changes here in the US on Roe versus Wade. And for anybody right now by the way who's saying, damn it, don't talk about politics. I just want to hear the sports um just a little note. Uh that's not politics. The societal changes yeah. this is all of us as people making decisions so again not politics society um it was interesting to look at some of those exchanges uh, where folks are telling you you get the traditional idiotic Daniel your lane shut up whatever yeah. then you get the hey uh maple syrup boy uh shut up uh this this ain't your country uh who cares what you think about quote politics and to which i think you said i uh, think i'm gonna be making some american children here in the future you know hopefully yep. and, you know rooted here in america <laughs> um i don't want to fixate on, on that but just it to me was emblematic of i respect that this isn't somebody who just wants to have happy cheery guaranteed positive interactions of hey i'm going to give away some hero cards or shirts or something to the first whatever people that respond and Some of those things we see a lot of, can you share some of the insights approach wise, maybe Dalton on being truly active with folks, knowing that even some of those interactions might be not the warmest and nicest that you receive?
1: Sure thing. I think, you know, and again, this kind of goes to the, the topic of like how my, whether it's technique or, you know, my perspective on social media and the fan interaction, how how that's changed as I've kind of gotten older and and matured, and I think part of what's happened is that you know a you, you get older and you just stop worrying about what people think as much so that maybe frees you a little bit of some doubts as far as wanting to put yourself out there, and then the second thing is that you know in my personal life I um, like to hang out with and be around people that I can have intelligent conversations with and and talk about difficult issues that. You know, we may or may not agree upon, and try to maybe learn something from each other, and and, and that's something that I kind of expect out of the pe- kind of people that I associate myself with. And I just kind of got to the point where I, I decided that like that's that's the person that I'm going to be on social media, right? And I think a big problem that we have in our society and politics is that everything's so binary. Right. And there's just kind of insane polarization to one side or the other. And I think people are like on both sides are really not willing to like sit down and actually have these conversations because everything just kind of devolves into like talking points and, and fiery statements. And like, I, if if, if I'm achieving anything, it's, I, I would like to show that, Hey, I'm a public figure with, you know, a a small following, but like a following that is willing to engage with people on topics that we may or may not agree upon and hopefully, you know, foster some like rational discussion. So that's, that's what I'm trying to do with stuff like that. Um, You know, when someone says something truly stupid or abhorrent, I might clap back with like a funny retort, but for the most part, I'll I'll try to be pretty, pretty respectful. Um, And, and, you know, that, that, that's kind of, why I've wanted to do more of that. I think part of it too is that you have, I think there's this perception that, um, you know, athletes and especially race car drivers in a sponsorship driven sport um, are kind of has to be muzzled and, and not, you know, tan and controversial and, and all that. And I, I, I would challenge that and say, I think we're, we're kind of at a point where, if you if if you take the if you just look outside of race and if you look at society as as a whole, I, I think people are expecting a bit more honesty from there from the people that they support and whether it's companies or or, or athletes. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't think there's as much risk to doing having those kind of conversations as there might have been like five or six years ago. And I think it's just a it's just a, the right thing to do. Like specifically from, from this week. You know, like you pointed out, I am marrying an American girl, Nicole's an American citizen, so our kids will be dual citizens. And I would be remiss to not fight for what I believe in should be the society that I want them to grow up in now while I have the opportunity to.
0: So let me throw this back at you. Uh, when we had the, I don't even know what modifier to put on this. When we had the recent murders in Texas uh, of children in a school, you were motivated to act and motivated to try and raise money, to contribute to just help. That was amazing. that I don't claim to know you uh, massively, Dalton. But I've always appreciated you for being a very thoughtful person and a very genuine person, separate from being a race car driver. But that, when I, I saw that, <clears throat> didn't surprise me, but also just added more levels of respect knowing that you could have sent a tweet, thoughts and prayers and whatnot, and stopped there. You instead said, you know what? Let's actually try and do something, act and you did raise some great money. The, the Foyt team matched, and <clears throat> some quality funds were sent uh, to try and help families affected by this tragedy. When we're talking about something like uh, whether it's Roe versus Wade or otherwise, is there also a secondary component? And it doesn't have to be, again, some major societal issue. It could be a flooding that happens wherever, a fire that burns down something. Is there also a secondary component for you? Uh, your family, uh, employees of K-Line and such, is, is there a culture there that's within you as well to do something that is action-based as well? Because that, that's the thing I've been on my own, in my own brain, uh, I've stepped back from doing a lot of weighing in on whatever on social media, because, pardon, earmuffs, I don't give a shit. Uh, there, there yeah. To me, there's too much emphasis placed on social media currency. Oh, well, who weighed in on this topic? Oh, and if you didn't, well, boy, you're just human garbage. And you go, okay, me using my 280 characters to go tap, tap, (laughs) tap on social media. It's not changing a damn thing. That's where the action component I always look for. Is there, is that something deep within you as well? The, the actual, uh, action side of things to back up words shared on social media?
1: For sure, and I think you know to your point, that's kind of the whole virtue signaling thing. And, and, and there, you know, have been people that have commented, "Oh, this is IndyCar. You know, now we're virtue signaling, blah blah blah." And It's like I can't stand virtue signaling. I, I, I think that's, you know, it's a it's a thin and kind of almost cowardly way just to show that you're, you know, like you said that, that you're, it's 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 the least committed you can be to like trying to do something, right? You're just showing that oh, I support whatever the social issue is but that's kind of the, the extent of it um you know the uvaldi situation where we raised funds and they were donated that you know was really something that that came together quite quickly and organically and was really happy to see how that how how effective that was and it it is something that i would like to do more of in the well, I would obviously wouldn't like to have to raise money for for school shootings but when there is something that I care about, that is something that I would, I, I do think there has to be an action component because to your point, just tweeting about stuff isn't, you know, probably the best way forward. Um, but also I think there's, I, I, I do think there's genuine value, like for instance, in and in being open to talk about like supporting IndyCar's pride initiatives or, um, you know, and, and, and even this last week with Roby Wade, I think there's, there's an outside perception that racing is this, you know, kind of, um, old, you know, out, out of touch, overly conservative, you know, atmosphere like industry as a whole. Yeah. So I think there is, and specifically with pride, right. Saying that like we are as an industry supporting pride and you know, being, being, allies to that movement I, I i feel like there is tangible value in athletes like myself saying hey we're behind this you know we have gay friends gay, gay coworkers, et etc like we're you know being open to that i there i think there's value in stating that, that you that you, you support that because racing is known as being so conservative right um so it's you're kind of showing that a page is being sort of turned um but with the other issues i think Like, what I don't want to do is, you know, do a a small fundraiser for a whole bunch of different things, right? Like, I think if you want to make effective change on something, you kind of have to pick a lane and choose something. And I've been, you know, this year especially, with just the added emphasis emphasis that I've had on discussing these issues, I've, I've been working through my head, okay, what is it that I want to do to actually, you know, create something in, in, impactful that can take action. And to be honest, I'm just still figuring out what that is in a long-term sense. But yes, I, I, I do want to see myself adding more of an action component to this.
0: You are one of few IndyCar drivers that have come to mind to someone where I fully anticipate whether it's the next three months, next year and a half, whatever the time is, a uh, press release, on a foundation being started to do something. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: that just seems to fall into your character and you and hopefully your wife as well. This does, Mm -hmm. it just seems to be something that is almost inevitable because that's who you are. And so I wanted to circle back here and start to wind down Dalton. There was an actual purpose for wanting to venture over into, uh, I guess we use social media as the vehicle, but your expression of yourself outside of being a person who turns steering wheels and flips (laughs) flappity paddles and stomps on pedals in a car. (laughs) And that is the expression of you as a full human being. And Mm -hmm. we historically have not had that happen very often in IndyCar outside of the championship contenders and most celebrated Drivers. There's usually five or six drivers that are picked each year for IndyCar's main marketing campaign. So if you go to the IndyCar.com and look in the front page, you usually see mm-hmm. uh, uh Newgarden, Herta, Pato, and again maybe Roman, and who knows who else? Maybe Elio. But there tend to be the these are the most commonly seen and heard drivers, and therefore those are the ones who are most often the conduit for their full lives, their full thoughts and expressions. It's not often that a, a newer driver like yourself, who isn't yet among those front-running championship contenders, inserts himself into that place and is then, I think, almost universally welcomed and thanked for saying, hey, yeah, Dalton, like, we're probably not going to see you on the podium this weekend, but you're still wanting to engage and let us into your world and show us that you're more than just that person, uh, driving a race car. I want to commend you for that, man, because not every driver would have the comfort or the balls to try and do that. Knowing that some folks could probably just dismiss you and say, yeah, shut up, dude. You know, after you go, after you win your first race, then open your mouth, but that's not what you've been doing. And I appreciate you for that. And I love the fact that whether it's, you know, the video content that you do, the photography, uh, we wouldn't had some fun doing. <laughs> yeah. I wrote America recently, your love of astronomy and uh, engineering and so many other things. We don't often hear um, from drivers at this stage of your career. And yet you are full blast, full volume doing so. And I think folks really appreciate that. Can you just give a little bit of insight about the reception you've had from folks who are claiming you and holding on to you saying, this is our guy. (laughs) Like, we love this guy. We get something from him we don't get from anybody else. Tell me about that, because that is really unique. I
1: mean, I've been absolutely floored by the reception that some of this stuff has had. And, and, you know, obviously there's like the hot button issues that are just going to get you know, going to get shared and interacted with because of the, the content. But the, the general sort of, like you said, kind of putting myself out there, um, I've been, yeah, like, uh, you know, and, and to your point, it's at, at, at first I was like, you know, cause you're kind of almost conditioned to think like that you don't deserve the interaction or the, you know, the following until the results are there. So it's a bit of like imposter syndrome thing going on. of like, do I deserve all this like interaction that I'm getting? But, I, I kind of just decided that like even with the STEM stuff on TikTok and doing the technical videos, like I'm just going to do that because I want to do it. And I think it's really interesting. And, you know, the reception has been, 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 been great. And, you know, I, I think this, this year, I've just kind of decided to sort of be a bit more of kind of who, who I actually am on social media. Um, and I'm just happy that people are, kind of along for the ride and having a good time. And, you know, I may not be everyone's cup of tea, but if we, if I can kind of create a little community on online and, and there's a group of passionate people that like engineering and like race cars and like having interesting discussions about whatever, then that to me would be, a very, it's, it's a, it's been a kind of a satisfying, this year has been a much more satisfying use of social media than I think I've ever had. So I've just really enjoyed it and I appreciate all the fans that have you know in engaged and kind of gotten on board with it. I'm I'm very happy with the with the reception.
0: Why don't we close on this, Dalton? So we are heading into Mid Ohio this weekend, the second half of the season compared to the first, which is still rather amazing to think that we've mm-hmm. gone from February to basically the beginning of June uh through the end of June to knock out eight races. It's felt To me, it's felt like it's taken forever. And then now we're going to motor through the final nine in like three days. Uh, It's going to get quick. It's going to be (laughs) rapid fire. It's going to come fast. Yeah. And amid all that, uh, I know that you and the Foyt team are are going to be sitting down and talking about the future and uh, whether you'll want to stay, et cetera, et cetera, or whatever their plans might be uh, for however many cars next year. Do you do what I do? And sometimes look through the rest of the paddock. Uh, I know how's this. I know that I look at a Ed Carpenter Racing, a Hunkos Hollinger Racing, and you know maybe a couple others, and say, hmm. I wonder what Dalton's season would be like with a team that's just a little bit farther up uh, in the standings, um, a little bit more, you know fewer things to work through to get to. Uh, becoming their best selves. Do you have those conversations? Do you you at least mentally knock on Dale Coyne's door and say, hey, uh, are there any options for the future? Or are you a guy that says, you know what, I want to continue with AJ Foyt uh, racing and this is a place for me?
1: I think for me, you know, I think the ideal scenario, how I would like to see it play out would be to, you know, be back in the four car and help that team get further along. Uh, I think that would be really gratifying and just you know to feel like I had a small part in in contributing to their success would 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 be the best case. Um, but at the end of the day, yes it is about from my perspective. I am you know, primarily focused on my career. Um, so if there if there are if there's potentially a better opportunity, that might you know be something I would consider. Uh, but kind of. Emotionally and philosophically, I, I would like to see, you know, continued progression and involvement with the with the 10 team.
0: Ten four. Hopefully, you have a uh, good weekend here, brother. After a little bit of a break, and uh, look forward to seeing you here soon. Thank you. Looking forward to it.